Will the Utah offense have success moving the ball against the USC defense? We're talking about it on today's Locked On Utes. You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and thank you for making Locked On Utes your first listen every single day. We are available on all platforms, including YouTube and wherever you may get your podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Utes is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. My name is JT Wister, so former intern inside the University of Utah Athletic Department. This is your first time listening to our show. Make sure you guys like and subscribe. We'd love to interact with you in the comments as well as on social media. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the Utah offense, also diving into how I think Utah will do against the speed the Trojans have because as soon as you turn on the tape, you can tell this is one of the fastest and speediest teams in college football and have to close the show on the downer that Thomas Yasmin is, uh, is done for the season. That will be to wrap things up. But as I mentioned, let's start with how I think this Utah offense which more than likely is going to be led by Bryson Barnes, barring a just something crazy at this point. I just I don't know with the camp stuff. That's we've talked about that a lot throughout the the show, but um, throughout the show's past few weeks, I, I just I think I'm kind of done with. Oh, Cam will come back this week until even my gut feeling like I used to get like this gutter, like hopeful feeling of like oh Cam will be back. But at this point, it's like no, I just good good for Cam for and the doctors and everyone for being cautious with him, making sure he's healthy. I think at this point, just going to be wait and see. And then uh, when Cam comes back, Cam comes back. So more than likely going to be Bryson Barnes leading the charge for Utah. And yes, this USC, this Utah offense can move the ball on USC. Before we talk about the Utah offense, which we've done a lot on the show, uh, let's talk about the USC, which we haven't had a chance to do. Well, first thing I want to mention is just what does Utah want to do? They want to run the ball against everyone they play. And I think they're going to be able to do that against USC because even though the Trojans defense did not play as bad as the 48 to 20 score might indicate just because of the interceptions and the turnovers the USC offense had a plenty. Audric Estime, the running back for Notre Dame, still had 22 carries for 95 yards. That's four yards a carry, and his longest run was only 14 yards, too. So, not like it was a crazy average there. Overall, 125 yards on the ground for Notre Dame. That 125 is not a crazy number, but estimate getting to 100 that's basically 100 with close in the 90s there that's significant and just in general when we're talking about this usc defense because they played better against notre dame but let's talk about what they've done on the season against san jose state they allowed 28 points they only held nevada to 14 they held stanford to 10 too but then they reared their heads again being the normal usc defense that we expected them to be they left 28 to arizona state 41 to colorado and 41 to arizona utah has only let up more than 20 once all season long defensively but we bragged on the defense yesterday that's not a we won't divulge into that whole conversation but yes utah can absolutely move the ball on usc this defense while they've added guys like bear alexander and they got a couple other flashy names in a lot of ways it still looks like the same usc defense they have busts all the time um, you know, they have issues, uh, the linebackers in particular, I think is why I think Utah could have success. And I know Utah's a zone heavy team, but I would love to see Utah bring back some of the stretch runs we saw of years past, just getting stuff to the outside because 
from what I've watched on film, I don't feel like the SC linebackers flow to the ball amazingly. And I think those guys are better downhill than they are moving kind of east to west. So that's where I think Utah could have an opportunity where if you get those kind of outside runs going and you have the speed of a Jaquindon Jackson, a Sione Vaki, a Jalen Glover, if he gets more involved in the offense once again, I think that is something I would love to see Utah do is attack the edge because I think you can turn those defensive ends for the Trojan inside. And I think you can make those linebackers, whether it's just taking poor angles or things like that, or just getting scooped up by the offensive line of the Utah Utes. I, I think that's an advantage where Utah could definitely have, but I still think they'll have success running on the interior because of how we see this offensive line taking steps in the right direction, whether that's Coley at center, um, Tongai at left tackle is still kind of a work in progress, but I thought played pretty well overall against Cal because we don't know the availability of Spencer Fano. And we know what the rest of these guys, like a Satao Laumea, a Keaton Bills, and even a Mokafisi who's improved this year from last year, we know what that group of players can do too. So I do expect this Utah offensive line to generate movement. Yes, USC from time to time will make a play in the running game, hold Utah to a two yard game, sure get a couple tackles for loss. Every college football defense does, but. This USC defense has been gashed multiple times this season. As I mentioned, all the times they've given up 40 points. Some of that's come on the ground, and a lot of that's come through the air too, which brings us then to Bryson Barnes. Can Bryson Barnes make the necessary plays in this game for Utah to win? I believe he can because this game will not fall on the shoulders of Bryson Barnes. Bryson Barnes, as we like to say on here on Lockdown News, will be a part of the reason Utah wins. He will not be the reason Utah wins because I don't think Bryson is that kind of quarterback to be the reason you win, it, especially when you're playing Caleb Williams. Like that's the other thing. Like Caleb Williams is one of the, what I, I still think he's the best quarterback in college football at minimum. He's top three, even for people who don't love him. And Bryson is maybe one of the 150 best. And that's being generous. He's probably not even that overall. And I like Bryson Barnes, but like he's a backup quarterback. There's a lot of teams in college football, um, like even outside of power five teams where I think he'd have a hard time starting too, just because he is a little limited. Bryson can make good throws, especially downfield. And the coaching staff talked about wanting to open up the deep passing game for him more, but he also will miss those throws. He has games like the Baylor games. He's been much better in Rice Eccles stadium than he has outside of it overall. Now, the one thing that excites me for Bryson Barnes is his best performance outside of Rice Eccles stadium. Okay. And the Washington game, of course, too, he played or Washington state, excuse me, played very well against Washington state was when he burst onto the scene and everyone in the Rose bowl. So this will be a little bit of a return for Bryson getting back to California where he became the legend of the pig farmer from Utah kind of began. So I'm excited for the opportunity Bryson has here. I think that Utah's receivers are capable of creating separation against the Trojans defensive backs who sometimes they'll win the reps, but I do think a Devon Vele could be making some plays here. Mikey Matthews getting back to California, his first game back in his home state. And then after playing, how about that? The two California teams he's played this year, Cal and uh, both UCLA, both in uh, both came out to Rice-Eccles Stadium. That's kind of just uh, – it's a later than probably Mikey, like most years in well, a normal Pac-12 year. We know what's happening at the Pac-12, but um, would be making his debut out there. But, yeah, Money Parks. I, I think these receivers will do a good job creating separation at times. I think Bryson's going to have a couple of big passes in this game too. I think Bryson is getting more confident. Andy Ludwig calls plays much more confidently with him there. And as I mentioned, I do believe this Utah offensive line will be able to run the ball on the USC front. Trojan's defense, led by Alex Grinch, has not been good the past two years. Grinch wasn't very good at Oklahoma either. I'm not entirely sure why he is still the defensive coordinator for them. Um, but he has he's still in that position, and USC still struggles with a lot of the same things. So I do expect Utah to have some success. Utah will not have – I'd be surprised if Utah scored – 
over 35 in this game, but I do think it's on the table for them to get to 30, especially if the defense forces turnovers that gives Utah a short field, something that is definitely possible. So, yes, I do think Bryson Barnes is going to play well against USC. He's going to do what he always does, protect the football and make a few accurate throws. He only averaged six yards a throw, and I, honestly, that's all I think you need him to average because you got guys who are capable of uh, – of making plays after the catch and especially an efficient running game and slow and methodical drives is the way that Utah likes to run their offense. I like slow and methodical drives because it keeps Caleb Williams off the field. So very excited about the challenge and just the test ahead that the Bryson Barnes and the Utah offense has for them. Because if Utah wants to remain a contender in the PAC 12 off the chance that Cam rising gets back, they got to take care of business against the Trojan, which suddenly seems like the easiest of their games considering they have to take on Oregon and Washington still. I, I still like just with the level Oregon's playing on, on both sides of the ball, especially defensively, that's where I think it could be really hard for Utah next week at home. So the, you and if Cam Rising's not back, that's where you really could use uh, this win against USC. And they got the talent on both sides of the ball. The Utah Utes do too, go into the Coliseum and emerge victorious. But one thing that's going to be challenging for Utah is keeping up with the speed of the Trojans. I'm going to talk about how I think Utah is going to do in that category in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys a little bit more about one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes in Jace Medical. The Jace case is a personalized emergency medical medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life savings medication based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers custom ability for your Jace case with a dozen dozens of add-on medications. You can choose the medication that best fit you and your family unique needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings in those recent efforts. They added Lots of things as an option for the Jace case. And for the Jace case as well, you guys can gift it with a gift card. You can buy a gift card for your family or your loved ones so they can also get a Jace case. So go to jacemedical.com and enter the code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on, and that's all caps, no space locked on at J A S E medical.com. I also want to talk to you guys about another one of the sponsors of today's episode of Locked On Utes in our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. With FanDuel Sportsbook, you know they are the place to get in on all the betting action at college and the NFL level. So you can snap into action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including the spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Alrighty, coming back into this one, let's talk about the speed difference that we are going to see on the field that the Utah Utes and are going to be a little bit facing against the USC Trojans. USC's roster is loaded with four and five star recruits who can absolutely fly. Whether it's a guy like Zachariah Branch, who is one of the most electrifying freshmen in the country, regardless of position, and he's been hampered by injuries recently, but if he is even him hampered, like I said, just such a really speedy. Uh, Brendan Rice is a very good number one receiver. Mario Williams, we know what he can do still. You get a guy in Dorian Singer who it still feels like just one of these games, him and Caleb Williams are really going to click, and that's going to be something their backs are athletic to. And Caleb even. I mean, remember the very first play inside Rice-Eccles Stadium last year? 
the Utah pass rush. What a difference a year makes for the Utah pass rush. Uh, Caleb had like 10 seconds in the pocket and then just decided to run, and he ran for 50 yards, and he makes plays every week where he looks like he's dead to rights, but he gets away from pressure. He scrambles for the first down. So this is going to be a challenge for Utah, and even defensively, there might be a time where you try to throw a receiver screen, and USC's quickness allows them to get behind the, behind the blockers and uh, bring down a money parks for a loss of the yards, whoever the recipient of that bubble screen could be. So question then for Utah becomes how will they handle the speed of the Trojans? Well, the one thing offensively Utah can do a good job of is blitz. That's one huge thing and just confuse Caleb Williams with pressure. So you don't give those super athletic speedy receivers a bunch of time to run around downfield. You And you can also win with four. We know Utah can with Jonah Ellis being the power five leader in sacks. That's something that it's still incredible and awesome to say, and just hats off to Jonah Ellis for what he's accomplished this year too. But Van Fillinger and Connor O'Toole making up a three-headed monster when you pair them with Jonah as defensive end pass rushers. Uh, Licky Vaimahi, Samote Peppa, Junior Tafuna, of course, Keanu Tanuvasa, all guys capable of pushing the pocket and creating pressure from the interior. So got a group of guys that can keep Caleb in the pocket and Blitzing linebackers, whether it's or even safeties, like a Nate Ritchie uh, corner blitz. I think that's something where Clark Phillips, I think there was a conf- if I remember correctly, there was a confusion in the first game Utah took on USC last year, and Clark Phillips actually ended up blitzing. He wasn't even supposed to, but he got home for a huge sack. So stuff like that to throw the Trojans off their game so you don't allow those really fast receivers that are going to be very hard to cover for a lot of seconds to get a run around and do their type of thing. And the nice thing for Utah is, is while USC does have the fastest players on the field, Utah's got some pretty athletic ones too. We don't know this. It sounds like Nate Johnson is not going to be involved in the game plan much because of Sione Vaki there, but man, Sione Vaki is a special athlete. As we saw last week, his ability to shine on both sides of the ball and that 70 plus yard touchdown run. Those are the ones the fastest guys in college football can break and make is those long touchdown runs. And we've seen the ability that Baki has to do that. We know he has that ability defensively to fly around sideline to sideline. Utah always does a great job flying to the ball. They're physical. There's been times where Utah has missed tackles this season. Every defense has missed tackles at one point or another this season. So Utah, it just really comes down to being disciplined. If USC decides to run a reverse, the defensive ends have to be very disciplined, You know, kind of stay back and wait. Um, linebackers can't flow too far upfield, get themselves in bad position. When you are dealing with a team as athletic as USC, you have to be very disciplined, well-coached, um, be on top of your assignments. And that's the reason Utah has continually beat USC over the past few years. The defensive execution, um, just the ability to make plays in key moments too, obviously something that's been big for Utah in those games. But think about last year, how USC only scored 14 points in the second half at Rice-Eccles Stadium, and they really struggled against this Utah defense in the Pac-12 championship game. It's because the pass rush was getting home, the blitzers, everything, just throwing off the timing. And especially in the Pac-12 championship game, the pass rush for Utah was getting home at a lot higher of a rate. And this USC offensive line, they they are susceptible. They can be had. Right tackles a spot in particular where – I, I know Jonah's so comfortable rushing from the right side, and maybe they'll be giving him extra attention, so that allows Van and Connor to be able to eat a little bit more um, rushing from the left defensive end spot, taking on that right tackle. That's a matchup I think Utah can definitely exploit, and uh, Caleb Williams flush him out of the pocket um, or make him drift away from the right side because you see that pressure coming in, and then boom, Jonah Ellis beats the left tackle with a spin move. Uh, that just sounds like music to my ears and something I can absolutely see happening in um, – Saturday's showdown inside the Coliseum. So yeah, the speed aspect of this, it makes it tough for Utah on if one guy misses a tackle, very well could turn into a touchdown because of how quick the receivers are for USC. But 
This Utah defense hasn't missed a lot of tackles. This Utah defense is very disciplined. They have multiple players capable of stepping up and making plays, and I think they will inside the Coliseum, as we talked about, and we're going to continue to talk about. I really trust Morgan Scally to come up with a defensive game plan, as he does for basically one and a half quarters now because the second half, what he did in the October game last year against USC. And then if you look what he did in the entirety of the game, pretty much against USC and yes, USC moved the ball in Utah a little bit early in the Pac-12 championship game, but even that dried up. So I, I really trust Morgan Scali to come with a game plan. Utah does have some very athletic and just disciplined players in their own right. They may not be as fast as the USC players, but there's a reason Utah continued to beat USC. A large part of that is coaching, coaching, and, and also just how about the toughness? I've heard some people calling out the toughness of this USC team and uh, uh, just Lincoln Riley's teams of the past in general. So um, I'm not going that far, but that is something. There's no questions about Kyle Whittingham's team being tough. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see what kind of performance the Trojans put up after having you know their college football playoff hopes being put on life support. Also, their just ability to, you know, rise up for this game against a team that you know you're in for a physical just beat down with because Utah is a very physical team and it's bring your lunch pail uh, to work type of day when the Utah Utes roll into your building. And uh, we'll see how the team from Southern California likes it because they got beat up by Notre Dame on both sides of the ball. The other thing that helps with speed deficiencies, I should have mentioned this, winning the line of scrimmage. Notre Dame did it especially on some of those third and short runs where, yeah, their running backs might be fast, but if there's nowhere for them to go, then Utah's going to be in a pretty good position and you're like Notre Dame was. And I think that's what Utah is capable of doing. We talked about the defensive line. Offensive line can do the same thing where, yeah, maybe their linebackers or their defensive line would beat ours in a 40-yard race, but that's not what defensive line play comes down to. So very excited to see this Utah team that does not have the elite end athletes, but is one of the best teams in college football, I believe, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, offensively, not the best, but they've done enough to help Utah get to this point where they are 5-1 and one after playing a very tough schedule so far to begin the 2023 season. And it only gets more challenging from here because Utah will be without one of their best offensive weapons in Thomas Yasmin going forward because he had a season-ending surgery. I'm going to talk about what that means for the Utah offense in one moment. But first, I want to talk to you guys about another one of the sponsors of today's episode in eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. They have over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You always find exactly what you're looking for, and with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home the win keep your ride or dive alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items exclusions apply ebay guaranteed fit only available to u.s customers also, I want to talk to you guys about another friend and sponsor of Locked On Utes. It's UCCU. Learn and earn the UCCU mobile banking app that pays your entire family to learn about money. Kids look to parents to become more financially literate. Parents, they don't always know the answer. Learn and earn breaks down financial topics into fun, bite-sized educational games that allow you guys to earn points that can be redeemed for gift cards like Amazon, Apple, Sephora, Walmart, Nike, and more. There is age-appropriate content for every member of the family who can compete against each other and track their progress on leaderboards. Learn and earn is inside the UCCU mobile banking app, so you can play it anytime, anywhere. The more you play, the more you play, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the more you earn. Learn and earn, part of UCCU's 
award-winning Be Money Smart Youth Banking Program, helping kids, teens, and parents have fun while becoming more financially literate together. UCCU, love where you bank. All righty, coming in to close this one out, let's talk Thomas Yasmin. Uh, this is something you just pay to see. Uh, Thomas Yasmin is going, has to have season-ending surgery, so he will miss the rest of the season for Utah. Um, I, I'm not really focused on the long-term ramifications of you know the medical redshirting aspect. I, I think he's played too many games, I assume, so I assume that his um, more than likely his time in Utah is going to be done. There will be a time to reflect on that, but I just feel so bad for Thomas, um, just a guy who is, seems like such a positive culture fit for this Utah team. Um, so just seems like a guy who works really hard. Um, always seem whenever he's interviewed with the media, seems to always like just be a genuine person. So really hate it for him, the person. And I also feel bad because he did come back to this Utah team. He's another guy that came back with an expectation of what they could accomplish with a healthy Cam Rising and Brand Keithy. Those things weren't available to him. His numbers drastically suffered because of that. He only has 89 yards on the season, does have a touchdown, and uh, he has a long of a 40, 42 yards, too. He's a guy we know from last season was capable of making big and just uh, just big plays for this Utah team. And it's really unfortunate that we didn't get to see the maximized version of him because Cam Rising wasn't out there. You get a guy in Bryson Barnes who's still trying to feel it out and has his accuracy issues. Cam's the top 10 quarterback in college football. I continue to say it. He would have maximized all of the pass catchers that Utah had available for them a lot better. And uh, yeah, I just really feel bad for Thomas that this year did not go the way that uh, he hoped. Uh, so prayers up to him for a speedy recovery and surgery just on uh, whatever he decides to do next, whether that's go back to Australia. I think there's some rugby talk. I thought I remember that being a thing a while ago, but I, I mean, Mel Kuyper had in his top 10 tight ends, which how could you not with the plays, the big, and just the athleticism that Yasmin possesses at the speed and size that he operates at. So that's, that's, I think he definitely has an NFL opportunity coming his way. He's definitely a guy I think a team would use a sixth or a seventh round pick or love to have as a high priority on drafted free agent uh, because of the potential that he has, what he could mold himself into at the NFL level. As for who steps up without him, Landon King is, is the number one guy that comes to mind. Uh, Mickey Sugaturaga will continue to take on the blocking role for Utah, but Landon King as a route runner might've already been better than Yasmin. Um, even though I thought Yasmin was a good route runner, we know Yasmin, the speed and just the strength to break off tackles is what sets him apart. But, uh, but King's a savvy vet who's been around with Auburn for a while. And then Utah in his first year now, and, uh, has flashed a couple opportunities should have had a touchdown against Oregon state. Uh, if Mocha Fisi didn't jump off sides there. Also talking about a guy who did catch a touchdown pass from Nate Johnson against UCLA too. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to see the Utah tight ends have eight well in this offense the last few years. And I think Landon King is going to have an opportunity to do so too. I'm curious to see what his chemistry with Bryson Barnes looks like as the season goes on, but Landon King is capable of getting open. We've seen that a couple of times now. He's not the best blocker, but that's where him and Mickey Sugaturaga complement each other well because Mickey is nowhere near the best pass catcher as a tight end. So I'm excited to see both of those guys get more opportunities. I think Mickey will continue to excel at the blocking aspect, and he's caught a couple of passes this year. And then on the opposite end, you get a guy in Landon King who will continue to grow as a blocker, and we already know is capable of making plays in the passing game. So the Utah tight end position will be – Worst without Yasmin and obviously down Yasmin and Brant Keithy. Now this is just, it, it's just a terrible situation for, uh, for Utah and crazy how they've been, had just so many injuries this season. This is unlike anything. I've only been doing this in my second season now, but even just for teams I follow, I don't remember ever following or just like really paying attention to a team that was hit this hard by the injury level at the collegiate or NFL level. So, uh, really feel bad for, uh, for the Utah players there that aren't be able to go out there because there were a lot of high expectations this season. They're still on the table, but with every injury, they just become harder and harder to reach those expectations you set. So 
once again, prayers up to Thomas Yasmin. Hope for a speedy recovery for him. And excited to see what Landon King and uh, more opportunities for Mickey Sugutaraga means for the Utah offense beginning this Saturday against USC. That's going to do it for today's edition of Locked on Utes. We'll be back with you tomorrow, breaking down the matchup between the Utah Utes and USC Trojans even further. I'm going to be talking about what I think some of Utah players individually, the type of game I believe they're in for. And then on Friday, we'll be sitting down a fun show with me, Spencer McLaughlin, and Mark Culkin of Locked on of USC are going to be debating this game. And uh, I'm excited for that one. Me and Mark had some uh, fun spirited debates last season. So uh, uh, they're going to be the same kind of sense, kind of fun spirited stuff. I, I really do love this matchup. I'm bummed it's the last time we're going to get it, but I've really enjoyed breaking it down as much as we already have on Lockdown Utes and still got more episodes where we're going to be doing it. So look forward to having you guys join us then. That will do it for our show today. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you tomorrow.